0: The Verging on Greatness, a podcast about films that verge on greatness but mostly just wallow in mediocrity, with your hosts Mike Borkville and Craig Cerventi.
1: Okay. Hello. Welcome to a little Verging on Greatness mini podcast. We did one of these last year. to uh little little teaser for the oscars um just throw out our oscar picks once again um actually i've I've done even worse than last year last year i think i'd seen one or maybe two this year i've seen exactly zero of the oscar movies you've seen none this is going to be um yeah this is going to be a a big craig episode (laughs) today um so craig's gonna craig's gonna run through uh the his oscar picks for best picture okay um for best picture and uh tell us a little bit about those movies so craig why don't i hand okay. it over to you and i'll <laughs> i'll throw in some pithy witticisms uh, as, oh, as they it. come love up
0: love it yeah some throw your time to shine okay craig. So, yeah um yeah nice nice so the uh just full disclosure going into this i've seen seven of the nine um i have not seen as of recording this podcast. Nineteen Seventeen. Um, and I have not seen Parasite, though I have plans to watch both in the next 24 hours. So a uh, little, little intro. Um, the We're recording this the morning of the Oscars, uh, of the Oscar ceremony. So hopefully by the time I can see the Oscars, I will have seen both of the films I have yet to watch. Potentially so, by the time um, this
1: podcast actually gets released
0: yeah hopefully by the time this podcast has been actually released i will have seen at least one of those and i'll be making inroads onto the other so um I'm, i will go at this in no particular order other than the list that i'm looking at in front of me so that i can remember what film we're talking about so i'll start at the top um ford v ferrari uh james mangold um starring matt damon and uh christian bale um the the story of the ford team going a Going to war against Ferrari for the Le Mans in, in 1966, I think it was, with the GT40. Uh, this is the most dad film that ever dad filmed for <laughs> Father's Day ever. <laughs> this is the movie you're going to be watching with your dad uh, on every Father's Day henceforth. Um, it's it's a, it, it's a story about a dad, um, but ultimately it's about cars in the 60s and um, classic classic car people like Carroll Shelby and Ken Miles, um, the... Uh, uh these these guys that went to war with ferrari in the 60s uh, le mans um uh, the most criminal part of this movie for me is that um it's got new zealander bruce mclaren in the film as a fleeting cameo part because he was he was the actual driver who won le mans in this in the ferrari in 66 um and would later go on to form the mclaren formula one team uh in his name with a highly stylized kiwi as its logo He is played by an Australian in this movie, and that is an absolute travesty. So, off the uh, list. Bad Hollywood. Bad. (laughs) My God what is wrong with you people there's so many kiwi actors working in hollywood couldn't you couldn't you get one of them what was martin henderson doing i guarantee you nothing uh he could have been in this movie so anyway um this movie doesn't win for best picture um i I like this movie it's fun um it's it's a compelling i mean it's about race cars and you have to have to know something about racing i guess to fully be into it but it, it suffers it suffers from that film where it's like you have to spend moments you know explaining the situation so oh they need to overtake this person twice on this next lap mm. so it's it's constantly giving this exposition as to to what happens next and to why it's important because not everyone knows anything about cars so anyway there you go um it's this film it's it's fun but it's not best picture um the next one um uh, you you must have heard of it the irishman yeah
1: mike you've heard of the irishman yeah, i've heard of most of these
0: right Um, the Irishman Martin Scorsese Netflix delivered. Um, I think he would I think Martin Scorsese would like to think this is his magnum opus, but, um, I would, I would argue that this is not his magnum opus. Um, it it is, um, great performances by, uh, Bobby De Niro and Al Pacino, um, and Joe Pesci, like the, the gangs Mm. back together. Um, but, uh, I, I don't, I don't like this film for best picture. Um, I think this is a, a well-crafted film. I mean, it's great. Um, lots of dialogue that's worth watching. The performances are great, especially Al Pacino in this. Like, I don't know what your opinion on Al Pacino is, but I just feel like for the last 10 years, everything he's been in has been absolutely phoned in. Like, he he doesn't care. He's just Al Pacino. He, he gets the job based on his name alone. Mm. Um, the last time he cared in a movie would have been 95, like 25 years ago. <laughs> so... Yeah, um, I, but in this, when was, he's When great, was Devil's like Advocate? Oh, my God. It was pretty bon- that would have been was pretty mid-late that. 90s. That's mid-90s, right? <laughs> yeah, that is a bonkers movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I watched the commentary for that film years and years ago, and I was like, wow, the director for this is really smoking some good stuff. Um, but, um, yeah, it's a bonkers movie. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Irishman... Um, I, I it's a good movie. I just don't know if it's best picture. I don't know if the Academy goes for it for best picture. Yeah. Um, next on the next on this list is uh, Jojo Rabbit. Um, so that's uh, Taika Waititi, um, I I I I adore this movie. It's mm. um it's poignant in all the right ways. Um, Taika playing Adolf Hitler with a with a sort of Kiwi German accent is just just to die for. Um, it is it is the best way to send up a monster like Hitler Mm. uh, is to, is to have take it to, to do Adolf with a slightly, with a fat, with a slightly fat suit on um, and a silly mustache. Uh, It's great. Uh, This is a fantastic film, really good performance from Scarlett Johansson in this really, really endearing, really Mm. compelling, um, very lovable. Uh, The, the kid actors in it as well. um, The, the, the two boys, i don't know their names and um the the, uh, the young girl the young woman um they're all fantastic that those kids are great in fact um one of those two kids has been cast in the remake of home alone um uh, so yeah it, good film great film i don't think hollywood picks this for best picture but they should um mm. this is the kind of film i would like to, to win best picture but i don't think it will um which takes us on to
1: joker comedies comedy's, comedy's no, t- not not a great history of picking up best pictures
0: no i think i think um what's that woody allen one um that one best picture Annie hall. didn't it Annie hall um which i actually haven't seen have you seen it yeah
1: yeah it's great uh, it's great is, is it, so it was, like the, okay. so the consummate woody allen he's basically just been making that movie ever since right i've I haven't seen many other woody allen movies
0: <laughs> i think i don't think you need to <laughs> i don't like woody allen um joker uh yeah so joker uh todd phillips um uh, directed by todd phillips uh this film is um it's good it's well shot um the performance by joaquin phoenix is is mesmerizing um it's the ultimate evolution or current evolution of a superhero film, I guess. Mm. This ultra grounded, ultra gritty, mm. um, really hard take on uh, the the colorful Joker character, um, as if it was in the nineteen seventies. Big year for nineteen seventies films, I guess. Mm. Um, and um, but ultimately, it's a love letter to Martin Scorsese. Like it takes the best bits of Taxi Driver and the best bits of King of Comedy and um marries them together and then slaps the joker character across the top of it um so you can get those rabid dc fanboys through the door Mm -hmm. and and calls it and and delivers this slice of cinema um it's a it's not a bad movie don't get me wrong um and i don't think it deserves the controversy it got with like now it's going to incite you know alt-right kids to you know murder people and, and claim claim some correlation i don't think it's that um for me, this this film is is a slightly cynical take, and it's depressing. And it, it, its message on violence isn't particularly good. Like it, it has a moment where it can have a really poignant message about the nature of mental health services and violence, and like we're creating the situation. Um, and there's a way to stop this kind of thing from happening, or you know. But you know, you keep cutting funding to mental health mm. um, services. It, it has that chance to do all these things, has a chance to talk about all these things, but doesn't. Mm. And, uh, and then ultimately treats violence as like a, just a plot driver. I don't know. It's it, very good movie. Well shot, well put together, well acted, well cut. The score is great. Everything about this movie screams greatness, but I, I find it shallow. And um, I just makes me want to go watch Taxi Driver and King of Comedy for a film that actually has a message, yeah. uh, rather than a borrowed one, but you never know. Um, I don't think it wins Best Picture. I think it wins Best Actor for Joaquin Phoenix.
1: Still, still um, don't know if in twenty twenty we're ready to give a, a Best Picture award to a comic book branded movie. Even though if it's, I even don't if it's know if we do no book, it's, it's not a comic book movie per se, but no,
0: no, no, and it. it it, well, I mean, it's a comic book movie because it features a comic book villain and features elements of comic book storylines. Um, but ultimately, i I, I want to see I want to see more movies, uh, more comic book movies made in this style. Like the the most interesting thing about this movie for me is what does Batman look like in this world? I think I've, we've talked about this in a previous podcast where like I like that cool now give me 19 give me early 1980s or mid-1980s Batman um in this world with this style uh with this Joker show me that movie yeah. I think that movie is is a wild fever trip of a film and um I want to see that movie but I don't know if we need I don't know about this film and uh I, I have so many issues with these films I don't even really know how to vocalize them yeah. I came away from it feeling a bit icky, um, but not in a good way. Um, I don't know. I struggled. I had a little bit of trouble with it.
1: Is there a good kind of icky? (laughs) I don't know. Like, you can come away from something
0: and feel really challenged by it, and you can go, okay, but it has all this message and subtext to it. Taxi Driver is a good example. Something like American is a great
1: American psyche. you walk away from
0: feeling icky, but in a good way. You walk really dirty from those films. Like, Taxi Driver, like, he... Ultimately, just kills a bunch of people, but comes away from it unsca- uh, unscathed yeah. and and literally gets the girl. But he shouldn't. The guy is clearly not well. He is clearly um, clearly un- unhinged. And the same with American Psycho. Um, you, you come away from it feeling pretty. I remember coming away from that feeling pretty turned out. Um, and but at the same time, like you, you're compelled to rewatch it because yeah. did it happen? Didn't it yeah. happen? What's going on? Um, Joker has all this. This um, the, the issue for me with the, the Joker film. Like the violence in it. Yeah, there's some killings. It's fine. It's the Joker movie. You know, he's meant to basically be a psychopath. Um, but he, he kills a bunch of people in the film. All the people he kills have wronged him in some way. So it becomes this revenge story. Right. But the Joker isn't about revenge. And then there's one murder that is strongly, strongly implied right at the end and um and it's this beautiful shot of red footprints bloody footprints going down a hallway as the joker is running away and that violence happens off screen so it's an innocent Mm. person being murdered all the other murders have strong justification for their murder Mm. they have wronged him in some way um and so the joker isn't about revenge he's but the they're implying that he's this this person with mental issues, who has been pushed and he snapped and now whatever tether was holding him to the the real world is now gone and he's just he's he's expressing himself creatively through through chaos and murder, which is fine. That's the Joker character from the comics, I guess.
1: But yeah, but does, it, is that instead of is being it blaming? I haven't seen the movie, but sounds, what you're describing it sounds like it's the blaming society. They are,
0: but instead of blaming society for like snapping this guy or having stuff or having shitty things happen to him it's just shitty people in his life that do shitty things to him that he then later murders Hmm. so um it becomes less about the joker being this agent of chaos and mayhem and more about the joker being an agent of revenge um so in taxi driver he focuses he wants to kill a president Um, but he fails becomes obsessed with a young Jodie Foster and then later decides that she needs rescuing and then goes and Mm. kills her pimp and all the people between him and the pimp Um, but he's murderous and he he was going to try and kill a president or a presidential candidate Mm. so he is not a good guy and like you said earlier you came away from it feeling icky because this person has become the hero of their story and the Joker becomes the hero of his story because he becomes this repressed person who's now the the figurehead of a revolution. It's it's but it's the wrong messaging. Right. I, I don't. Know. We should probably yeah. move on. We got, got more movies. We got more movies. We've got more movies to do. I mean, I could talk about this movie a lot, obviously, but yeah. Um, so go from Joker to Little Women. Um, Little Women uh is is great. Uh, Greta Gerwig directs. Um, Amy Pascal um is the producer. I don't like Amy Pascal. She's the head of Sony pictures um uh they're uh, a very frustrating uh figure but uh, this film is amazing um i love this movie um it's it's beautifully shot um the acting is par excellence uh, everyone in this film um from uh, and please forgive me um crc ronan uh, ronan mm-hmm. uh to emma watson to florence Pugh to um, eliza Scanlon, uh laura dern meryl streep The list goes on. Timothy uh, Chalamet, everyone in this film is firing on all eight cylinders. Mm. They are doing great performances all the way through. Um, Special shout out to Bob Odenkirk because he needs to be in more things. Um, And this 2019 was the year of Laura Dern. Uh, Laura Dern is back with a force baby and uh, she's great. Mm. I love Laura Dern. Um, this movie is great. I highly recommend it to everyone. Uh, Florence um, Pugh, uh, I, I don't know if it's Pugh or Pug. Um, it's spelled P-U-G-H. I think I think, Pew, right? I think it's Pugh. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, she is great. Um, I love that this is an American classic um, made um, in America. Uh, starring no american actresses in the in the four girls roles they're all english or Australian. <laughs> so fuck you american acting schools. uh <laughs> they're all from england or australia um i don't know where all the the young american talent is uh, and why they aren't in this movie but yeah laura dern an and indictment. meryl streep and yeah they, they're all too busy doing on cw doing uh flash or or you know supergirl or something i don't know but they're not in this movie. Um yeah, it's fantastic. Highly recommend. Watch 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 if yeah. you like movies. Um Okay. Doesn't win Best Picture. Marriage Story. Um this this is a, a an actors actor movie. Um so everyone's acting the, their life out here. Um it's great. Um it's uh, uh Adam Driver, it's uh Scarlett Johansson, it's Laura Dern, um it's uh alan Alda. Uh this movie is chock-block full of great people. Mm. Um, it's just a, it's it's basically a, a Kramer versus Kramer for 2020 with, mm. with people and kids and moving across town across cities. Um, the, the the lead characters are, are artistic types. She's an actress and he's a he's a, a film dire- uh, Sorry, a stage director in in New York, and um, they they split up and go their separate ways. Um, it's it's fun. I'm, I'm probably never going to watch it again, um, but it's 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 a good watch. Don't think it wins best picture. You might see a um, best Oscar win for um scarlett johansson though she's she's great in this uh, she's great in jojo rabbit as well i might point out um she she'll probably pick up an oscar for one of these two things if not both um but yeah she's fantastic in this mm. uh, so is adam driver he's he's fantastic in this um the, the kid in this is also fantastic um it's on netflix no no reason not to watch it um which brings us to 1917 uh, one of the two films i haven't seen um i am going to see it this afternoon yeah. so um uh this is um sam mendes um who who won um uh, previously won a best picture or best director oscar for um uh american american beauty um so sam mendes he's great um it's the it's a bit of a it's probably the strongest contestant uh, contestant contestant for best picture because it won the Baftas. i think it also I think it also won the, the golden globes i'm not sure it's got um, best picture written all over it it has it has it's um it's a fake one one take so the whole thing is presented in a single continuous take um they didn't do it in a single continuous take they mm. they did some trickery to get there um but it's told in a in uh, in real time so it progresses for the two hour runtime of the film um it's it's ambitious it's um it, it's got best yeah this is this is
1: oscar bait written all it's over about the war it's about the great war it's made by yeah. made yeah. by a director who's made who's won best picture before
0: yeah 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 this is this is exactly the kind of thing the oscar the academy goes for year after year um except for one other film we'll talk about next but uh i i think i think i don't want this to win having not seen it um i i would i would much rather jojo rabbit win but i think i think this is your best picture winner right here yeah. i think this is what they give it to um i can't really say anything more about it because i haven't seen it yeah. uh, which brings us to the the last one i have actually seen which is once upon a time in hollywood which is obviously quentin tarantino yeah. um yeah brad pitt um dicaprio leonardo dicaprio um gosh everybody else is in this film um margot robbie's in this film everyone's in this film um it's set um in the late late 60s early 70s it's um about the Mm -hmm. set around the time of the Manson murders um it's it's Quentin Tarantino through and through I mean if you like Quentin Tarantino you're gonna you're gonna love you're gonna love this movie um it's cool people with cool dialogue with cool long shots there's a lot of there's a lot of people driving to and from locations in this movie just listening to the radio with vintage radio ads playing, um, which I thought was just kind of funny. Like, you probably cut a good 20 minutes out of this movie. You just remove the long shots of people driving around listening to the radio. <laughs> um, uh, there's a scene There's a scene where they have um, uh, the Brad Pitt character who is the stunt stunt guy for Leonardo DiCaprio. Mm. Um, he has a fist fight with Bruce Lee, um, an actor playing Bruce Lee. Um, and they have that fist fight, that, that, that fight so they can show that um, Brad Pitt is a badass. Mm. Like that's the whole point of that scene is to show that Brad Pitt stands his own with Bruce Lee. Yeah. Um, and um, and then later Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio's characters stop the Manson murders in, in what has to be like quentin tarantino's favorite go-to gag now which is i'm just going to rewrite how history happened um and and that's going to be great and people are going to love me for it well not everyone loves you for it, quentin um i I, i'm not a fan of that Uh, i i don't know why you need to rewrite history in that way Uh, especially with something like you know killing adolf hitler like you don't need to do that Uh, i I find it very frustrating i find the movie is good though um but I did come away from it going, did we, did we need that? <laughs> do, does it need to be that overkill? Like I get that it was a horrible thing, but um, do we need, do we need that? Uh, it, great movie. I found it frustrating. I find a lot of Quentin Tarantino frustrating though. Do you think, um, do I, you think I'm it might win? Look, I think it might. Um, I think it's, I think it's probably the next strongest contest contender to 1917. It's a movie about Hollywood. Um, in the Hollywood heyday, mm. before Hollywood lost its innocence, because mm. um, I think the Manson murders uh, really, you know, mark a changing point for Hollywood. Because um, you know, after that, Sharon Tate is murdered. Ro- mm-hmm. Roman Polanski is, is, yeah, there's a problem there, obviously. Um, and then moving forward, everything's kind of the rails, things, the wheels start coming off the glamour wagon yeah. that is Hollywood. Um, so. I think I think this is the kind of film that the Academy will go for time and time again. Like The Artist, for example, wins Best Picture because it's a movie about Hollywood. La La Land almost mm-hmm. wins Best Picture and does for a microsecond <laughs> win Best Picture until they they <laughs> correct it. Um, but it's the kind of thing that the Academy goes for because it's it's about Hollywood being cool, yeah. but cool cool Hollywood types in Hollywood being cool. When you could be un- unashamedly cool and you didn't have to worry about anything other than being cool
1: um you, do you get that it was cool because yeah. hollywood thinks it was cool so, so, it's, it's, um, com- so it's a competition between one thing that hollywood really really likes to give the academy awards to which is war yep. movies and another thing war they really like giving awards to which is movies about how cool they all are
0: yeah exactly that so i think it's either this or it's 1917 I wonder if Patriotism will win out on the day because 1917 is ostensibly an English movie. Whereas um, once upon a time in Hollywood is ostensibly American. It's very American. It stars Americans um, except for Margot Robbie. She's Australian, obviously, but the two lead actors are very American. You can't get more American than Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, It stars. It's got, it's got a host of cameos by just about everybody who's worth knowing um Bruce Dern turns up in this really? um very yeah very briefly um oh what's her name uh, uh you'll have to go through the 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 the, the I, people in it I gotta, like it's I gotta imagine gone. it's famous people after famous person in small part playing small part um I mean gosh Dakota Fanning's in this freaking everybody's Damien Lewis Al Pacino's in this um yeah everyone's Lena Lena Dunham is in this uh, it's nuts um Maya Hawke's in this gosh who isn't in this um and then that takes us to the last film and the one film that I really want to see but haven't yet managed to see it uh Parasite um the uh, South Korean entry from uh Bong joon hoo. uh he directed uh, have you seen Snowpiercer Mike no oh well we should you should watch that that's I fantastic only, I think the only Korean movie I've ever watched is *Old Boy* that's fantastic that's a good movie it's a too it's amazing um have you seen
1: the did you watch no, the, the remake watch the american the re- no, remake i didn't watch the remake I,
0: I did one after the other so i watched the original oh, and then shit. i watched like a the double american feature remake. yeah like a double feature yeah um it's bonkers i mean the american one's not bad um but yeah it's it's definitely the korean one's definitely better um yeah parasite looks amazing it's about a, a Uh, there's a class story in there about rich and poor. Um, I think, I think that's something obviously important to Bong. Like that's a a topic he keeps coming back to. Um, Snowpiercer has a a strong class message in Mm. there as well. Um, yeah, it's great. Um, I really want to see it. I think it, it won Palm Dior, I think. So I Mm. I think it's a strong contender. I think it's a good movie. I think future in the future, we'll look back and go parasite. It won't win, but I think parasites, the film that should win. Mm. Um, My heart's torn between. I haven't seen it, but from everything I've heard and read, Parasite is an amazing film. Um, I'm sure I'll agree. Uh, So my heart wants Parasite or Jojo Rabbit to win, um, but I think your strong contenders are Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, 1917, and Outside Shot of um, the Irishman. Um, Those are the kind of films that Hollywood likes to reward for better or for worse. Um, All right. Outside of that, Yeah, outside of that, I think your best director is probably going to go to Quentin Tarantino for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, And I really hope Taika Waititi picks up a best Oscar for um, best adapted screenplay for Jojo Rabbit. Those are my hopes and dreams
1: right there, yeah. Cool yeah thank you craig cool we will see if yeah, you are you're welcome right check or it wrong. out we are better get this yeah. we'd better get this wrapped up so we can get it up in time for the yeah well, yeah, the yeah have to to edit this together pretty quick um, yeah so yeah. let's sign um, off thanks everybody for listening yeah um we'll be like and we'll subscribe a, y'all we'll have a full episode uh up pretty soon as well but uh yeah yeah look forward to that do hit us up
0: all right okay Bye-bye. well bye y'all see ya